You Can Mentor is a podcast about the power of building relationships with kids from hard places in the name of Jesus. Every episode will help you overcome common mentoring obstacles and give you the confidence you need to invest in the lives of others. You Can Mentor. Hey, if you didn't know, I, Zach Garza, have teamed up with the Mentoring Alliance. It's our vision to mobilize godly people into the lives of kids and family to do two things, provide tangible help and eternal hope. Currently, we are in East Texas and Central Texas, but we want to grow. We have full-time jobs available, so if you're looking for a job in the mentoring field, please reach out to us. We also have part-time staff jobs available. If you're a college student or know of any college students who are looking for summertime jobs, we're doing these summer camps down in East Texas. They're amazing. Come on down to Tyler, spend a summer with us, help kids get to know our organization, find some friends. It's a great thing. So full-time jobs. For anyone, part-time jobs, specifically kind of for college students, but go to our website, thementoringalliance.com. Go to the upper right-hand corner, click that Working With You tab, and all the information that you need is there. Feel free to reach out to me or go to our website, social media, all that good stuff to learn more about The Mentoring Alliance. Thank you very much. You can mentor. Mentors and mentoring leaders, Zach Garza here with the You Can Mentor podcast. I got three things that I would like to ask of you today. Number one, if you are a mentoring organization and you would like to be on our podcast or learn more about the best practices of mentoring, please reach out to us, www.youcanmentor.com. You can send us an email, Zach, Z-A-C-H, at youcanmentor.com, or Stephen, that's with a P-H, at youcanmentor.com. You can also find us on social media, give us that DM, and we'll get back to you. We just want to get to know you, and we want to learn more about what you're doing in your communities to advance mentoring, and we believe that interaction leads to innovation. So let's work together and advance the kingdom through mentoring. Number two, if you know of someone who would benefit from the You Can Mentor podcast, please share our podcast, share our information with them. That would be super helpful. And then lastly, if you could rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts, give us that five star. It will help spread the word about mentoring and the You Can Mentor podcast because we really do want every mentoring org in America who is trying to make disciples through mentoring to know about us. We want to get to know about them so we can learn from them and work together to help kids reach their full potential. So that's what I got. Please do those things. Reach out to us, share and rate. Appreciate you. You can mentor. Welcome to the You Can Mentor Podcast. My name is Waylon Cubitt, Lieutenant Cubitt, retired Lieutenant Cubitt. I just recently retired from the Oklahoma City Police Department where I ran a youth outreach program that was all about mentoring inner city youth. I have a treat for you today. That program started about 2007. It is still going strong under new leadership today as we now sit here and talk with uh, a couple of different locations in the inner city, Oklahoma City, with four police officers. They have a lieutenant and they have a civilian program coordinator and a civilian uh, volunteer coordinator. So I am very proud of the work that we were able to do over the years. But that would not be possible if you didn't get the first kid. If you didn't get that one kid to believe in you or for you to, I mean, just to kind of be encouraging to myself to say, you know what? I don't even know if a police officer can mentor inner city kids because when a police officer goes to the inner city neighborhood, they are not necessarily welcomed because they're doing investigations and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't care. 
I'm going to investigate potential is what my mindset was like. And so I went around looking for kids that might follow me around. I went to, well, they're not going to go around with police officers. So I went to youth pastors. I said, maybe if I take a youth pastor with me and we go fishing for kids that may be wasting their potential and don't even realize it. Like maybe they, maybe they'll be scared of the police, but they'll run to the youth pastor. I thought about all those things, but, and that worked for, for, for a little bit. But today I have joining me on the conversation that truly can tell you that you can mentor is one of my very first kids, not a kid anymore, my very first kids that trusted the program and taught me so many things about how to engage inner city youth, how to truly love with your whole heart, and then trying to figure out what, why kids do what they do. And so no further ado, ladies and gentlemen, my first mentee, give a round of applause for Mr. Kendrick Littleton. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How's that feel, man? Feels good. Feels good. It feels good. I'm going to tell you this whole conversation feels good because what, what, what age, do, where, what age were you when I met you? I think I was about 13, 14, 13, eighth grade. Yeah. Going in uh, four, just turning 14 actually. So yeah. Eighth grade. You want to kind of, I know I have my version of that story <laughs> right? of when we met or how we met, but kind of give us, give us an idea of how we met when you were 14 and how old are you right now? I'm 28 years old. Oh my God. It, it, it make you feel any better that you still look 14 to me. <laughs> yeah, I guess, <laughs> you yeah. haven't aged very much, man. What, have you even gained a pound? I have actually. You Just have? Recently. Yeah. Okay. Well, Positivity. Somebody's feeding you because I don't know. I don't see any weight. Yeah. I, I look the same. I know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Kendrick, tell me how, tell me how we met. You'd give your version of that first meeting and then I'll give my version. Let's see how that, how we, we never talked about this by the way. Right. Okay. So this is raw. I remember vividly. You remember vividly? <clears throat> vividly. Okay. Yes. All right. Don't. Well, we all, we both know I was drunk at school, mm. eighth grade, came to school drunk. And then I, I, I got suspended, of course. And I remember I got a phone call. That's, that was our first encounter was over the phone. You called me and started talking to me. I'm wondering like, what is the police doing calling my phone? Yeah. But you told me, I think it <laughs> I was, was a sergeant like, at the time. Yeah, yeah. It was, I think you said coach Jackson and officer Reed had referred, I guess referred mm-hmm. you Your to Your SRO me. and one of the coaches at the school. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, after you called me, you told me about the program. I really wasn't with it. But I told myself, what else do I have to lose? You know, I was already headed down the dark path anyway. So why not? You know, so I took a leap of faith and I knew that it could also cause problems like with the people I affiliated with in the streets. But I didn't care. So, you know, kind of stubborn that way. I don't care mm-hmm. if I want to go for something, I'll go for it. But, yeah, I remember you called me. And I'm like, so I went on to try it. You pulled up in the van. Yeah. What did I So there's a there's a. There's a concept I think I've talked to on these other on these <clears> other pod, on the other episodes and, and many people interview me about my mentoring tactics and techniques. But one of the first things that I think is important is pursue them. Right. Kid, people in general and kids in general want to know that people want them. And I probably was pretty intentional about saying, bro, kid, young man, whoever you are, yeah. I want you in this program with me. Yeah, not to interrupt you, but I remember something you told me that same day on the phone before you got got to my house, you told me that when they told you about me and they said my name, you was like, you just knew at that that moment, like before you even met me in person, you told me you just knew it was something about me. I remember that. I think that's one of the reasons they had me like, you know, go for it. Cause you was like, you know, it made me feel special. Like it was, a, we were placed together for a reason. Like I was mm-hmm. sent to you or you were sent to me, like however you want to put it. But yeah, so that was, that was definitely it too. So 
that, that was a big way, like you said, pursuit. And yeah. to me, that was a right. good way to go with pursuing. I probably set a time. I don't know where we went, but I we probably set a time. <laughs> gang intervention. It was, uh, it was called Bloods and Crips in America. It was a movie. Yeah, we went to a little, like a movie premiere. Right. Downtown. Yeah. yeah I remember yeah. everything. Elijah was with us. Remember, I forgot a couple other kids, but yeah. Yeah, I probably had a van full. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but the front seat was reserved. Yeah, the front seat was reserved for, for Kendrick for a particular reason. I mean, I probably did really, really feel connected. I heard the story. Coach Jackson and the SRO, Sergeant Reed, would have told me a whole lot about you. I would have asked a lot of questions where he was from. And they told me that you were gang affiliated. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Well, I'm supposed to be doing gang prevention and he's right at that age. I, I think we can do this. I think we can do this. And so I pull up and you come out the house. You come out the house. I yeah. don't know why. When you come out and I, can, and I can remember how you were sitting in the seat. Like you were, your hand was on the doorknob the whole time. Like you was ready to leave the whole time. Yeah, I was kind of uncomfortable at first. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't know, like, you know, I'm thinking like, am I, am I about to get took to juvenile or something? Like, cause I was, you know, I was getting in trouble, so. You know, I was getting in trouble before you came, you know, mm -hmm. into my life. So I'm like, I didn't know what to think. Yeah. Then, like I said, also, you know, with that that gang affiliation, that was kind of like, all right, how is certain people going to take this? Like, am I going to have to worry about getting jumped when I go home? Right, right. Can't go back to my neighborhood and play basketball. But like I said, I also didn't care. You know, I it, it was something positive coming in my life. Why not try it? Right. What What do we do? What What was the What was the Was there a hook? What was there Was there something about the day? that stood out other than me picking up and us going to that, that thing. What, because there was a obviously a second meeting. I don't know about, I don't even have no clue what that would have been, would have been like, but what happened during that thing that just had to happen that if, if it didn't happen, we're, this relationship is going to end. Uh, me personally, it was you talking to us and like, you know, I, there's a lot of people don't care too much about us kids, how I feel personally when I was growing up, because they were either trying to give us guns, drugs, or, you know, like nobody really cared you know, of course I didn't know my dad but just that first day like I could show how you expressed how you cared about us and wanted us to do better instead and then that was my first time seeing a police officer try to help the kids other than throw us in jail you know so that meant a lot to me then to see other you know other kids and you know were clicking to you every time you had a new kid like everybody loved you everybody still loves you so I mean but that particular day it was just your words you know not I, I love to listen I comprehend well I can read well so I mean, I just, I felt just everything you were saying, I felt like this man isn't lying. He's not, he's not just here to try to make a paycheck or whatever. Like he's here because he cares. Right. So, so one of the things, I don't know if you recognize this and, and, and I don't know if this is for every mentoring space, but in particular, because he was a gang kid and I'm a cop, I was very intentional about not watching him, but while watching him. So in other words, I was, I would not necessarily always walk behind you. I would sometimes walk in front of you, like right. turn my back on you on purpose, like trust you, like give you an opportunity to do whatever it is you wanted to do without me watching. Right. Right. To, just to, to extend you a hand of trust just automatically. I don't, I don't know if you felt that. If you're looking back, if you can see like this dude is not patting me down. He's not questioning right. me about where I'm going, what I'm doing. I don't have to get permission to go to the bathroom. I'm just, you know, I just, I don't have, when I leave, I, mean, I just gave you all the trust in the world. Right. And uh, another thing is you you also let us be us, you know, like when we were around y'all, we were, we could be us, like not doing anything bad, of course, but y'all let us speak, you know, freely and talk to y'all about anything. Y'all never treated us like we were the kids that we were becoming, which was horrible kids. Right, <laughs> but, right, right. So, and, yeah. and what you mean by that is, 
are you are you saying it, it, when you said cuss words or the n word yeah. or things that kind of that that I knew that were gang related terminology, right. I didn't just trip. Yeah, I didn't yeah, just go. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't just go off. Yeah, yeah. I, and and there's a reason behind that, right? Because we haven't connected, right? Right. And so I'm trying to connect. These things do sting my ears. These things do bother me. They do. Right. They upset me. I don't want you talking that way. But I, I firmly believe there's no way of correcting something until you connect to something, right? And so I have to connect with Kendrick before I start correcting Kendrick. And so I'm looking for signs that we have connected. And and I'm going to take you to this particular moment and you can describe it for yourself. But I feel like I know when we connected or I, you may have connected sooner, but I knew I had you in your heart uh, when you were late for showing up to what a regular Monday night meeting movie night movie night. We yeah. call it movie night. And I have to give you credit for starting movie night. It's still going on every Monday night, by the way. It's yeah. still going on. But yeah. yeah, it's still going on. Yeah. But you were you were late. And so I said, time out. I'm going to go get him. Where's he at? And your friends knew where you were at. They, they, you were on the basketball court. So describe, take us back to that moment when I pull up on at this gang affiliated basketball court. Yeah. Uh, well, that day, I definitely remember that day when you pulled up. Like, like I said, I didn't care about that time. I had already been like, you know, it's my guy. So, of course, you know, you pulled up. My first name was, you know, I yelled out to my friend. Hey, that's my mentor. You know, he's a police officer. Come here. You know, like. I was happy, like, and I wanted my friends to meet you. I wanted them to see, or I like, didn't have to meet you. I didn't care, but I'm letting them know this is who I'm with. Yeah. That's when I knew it, I was at a turning point in my life, but I was still, like I said, I was like, we all know I still kind of, you know, was getting in trouble. But yeah, that day, like, I don't know. It was just, I was like, cause you, you show like, you know, you show compassion. Like you said, you wanted me there. Like, you know, to have, like, you know, never had your father around. You know, only person I had was my grandfather. You know, I loved him. Still do rest in peace to him, but, uh, you know, but you pulled up on me, like, you know, you, you went looking for me. People didn't care like that. You know, I could be out, nothing against my grandma or my mom, but, you know, my mom wasn't around much. And my grandma, you know, she was working and things. So mm -hmm. if I was out late, it was just, well, he's out. You know, nobody came looking for me. I could have possibly been dead. But you, you, you just showed me so much love and, like, always wanted to know what I was doing, where I was at. Like, and, like, so that's just how that was, like. Yeah, so... The, the idea here is, is I knew that there was an absence of structure right. in, in your life. There was just willy-nilly. You can go and do whatever you want to do and, and that kind of thing. But I saw you also really, really trying to play structure in your own life. Like you would try to go to school. You would try to be on time. You try to go to classes. You try to do all this stuff. But there was no penalty if you got right. out of bounds. Right. And so what, what I was trying to do was to let you know you had made a commitment to be here at movie night. Right. And you made the commitment to me. And so the, I got to let him know that that means something to me and right. that he means something to me and that his presence means something to me. And his presence means something to this organization, to this group. And that if he's not here, it, it changes things. Right. And so my purpose for pulling up was all of that. Like, like you made a commitment to me. I expect you to keep it. One, two, I want you around. Right. Three, there is nowhere you can go that I won't go. Right. Right. That I won't go. Definitely. And so I wasn't care. I wasn't scared of the gang members. I was, but I wasn't, but, but I loved you more than I cared about them. Right. And so I, I didn't call for backup. I would, but I don't need backup for you. Right. right. And I'm not here for them. I'm here for him. And so when you raised up and I covered my gun up, I covered my badge up, I'm walking down to the court and, and I'm going, surely he sees me and you see me and you, but you keep playing for a little while until I call your name. And then you go, 
hey, I'm out of here. You go throw the ball to somebody, you pick up your shirt and you high five everybody on your way out as you're announcing. That's my mentor, Sergeant Cube. And I'm going, the very thing that I didn't want to happen is announce my presence as a police officer around all of these, these would be gang members. Right. Is he just did it. He just did it. And I thought I would have to announce myself as a police officer to rescue you out of there, to pull you out of there. But you did it. And I knew then, okay, I got him. I got him. He he's in for this thing now because he's announced his his neighborhood that he has a mentor. How is important how important was it to you to be able to call something yours? Real important. Especially a male figure. Yeah. You know, especially like man, like I said, you cared about me. Like, man, like this guy, like he loves me. He's mine. You know, <laughs> just like you know, you was everybody else that was around. But I'm like, I felt like, yeah, like, you know. It's just a lot. You know, you always, always let me know. I'm I'm here. I'm not giving up on you. I don't care. Even when you're giving up on yourself, you don't believe in yourself. I'm here. I'm going to be here. Right. Here, I want you to, let's go back to here. This, I think this is a pivotal point. I tell this story all the time uh, about you is, it, I believe it was the same day, the, the same day that we, that I picked you up from the basketball court. I had to go pick up something from the, from the store to take to movie night, water or pop right. or something like that. And uh, so we're riding and we get to the store and one of the things that I absolutely despised, I don't know why it was such a, it was a nerve, hit a nerve for me, was the fact that you guys would wear your pants so low, sagging. <laughs> I hated it. And, and I particularly, and I know what color your pants, your, your shorts were under. They were, they were orange yeah. under, under your, I hated it. And so we get out of the car and you're coming in and you're coming around the front of the car to go into the store with me. And I said, you couldn't come in the store with me. Right. Do you remember this? Yeah. Yeah. Tell that story. Yeah, I said, you you can't come in the store with me because your pants are hanging. Yeah, low. because my pants were hanging <laughs> low. And then I know another thing you always got on me about, because you know, I'm a big OSU fan, mm-hmm. but you always told me, like, it's not always about OSU. You mm-hmm. know, I'm still trying to find a way to connect with the gang still by yep. wearing orange. Yep. My favorite football team yep. or co- collegiate team happens to be orange. But yeah, I, re- I remember that day. And I felt bad because you never tell me I could my pants. <laughs> so, you know, I felt like you like showing me off sometimes. That's how I felt. So I'm like, but... Like it was just a learning experience. I haven't sacked my pants since. I hate it actually. Yeah. I, I tell other people pull their pants up now, <laughs> especially if it's somebody I know. Like I'm, I'm too grown. First of all, to be walking around with other grown men <laughs> sagging, and if you're gonna walk in the store or anything with me, I'm gonna tell you pull your pants up. Right. Can't right. talk crazy in public places around other people. That's just me. But you did that, man. Well, but you, <laughs> but you had a, you had an interesting reaction. Is you go well? This is how I wear my pants, Sergeant Cube. And I was like, Well, you can wear your pants like that. You just can't wear your pants like that with me, right? So you can stay in the car, or you can pull your pants up and come in the store. Whichever one you want to do, I don't care. It's fine with me. And you, you adjusted your belt, pulled up your pants, and we never talked about it ever again. You know, but but I wasn't saying I didn't chastise you about right. the decision. I was like, it, it's still your choice to pull your pants up or or not. But you're deciding whether or not you want to come in the store or not with me. That's the decision you have to make. Right. Whether or not you want to pull up your pants or not, that's on you. <laughs> right. And and so that, that that that's another principle that 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 I like is is just to be powerful. Right. Just be powerful. Set structure, direction and stick to it. And and in time, you know, you're going to I think you'll you'll push against it, all that kind of stuff. Now, I'm not going to say I didn't see you sag your pants like when I w- walk up on your school or something like that. But the second you saw me, you start adjusting everything. You right. start adjusting everything. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I wasn't, I, I really wanted you to be the same away from me as you was with me, but I knew, you know, that's, that's not really up to me. All that, and so, you know, the right thing to do. Right. Right. It was good. I want to talk about another, another, well, no, let me just say, let me, let me listen. What's the, the memories of lessons that you learn from the mentor that, that you want to tell other mentors to be, to take track of? Stay consistent. 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 You know, cause a lot of kids are used to people coming and leaving. 
especially when you're a bad kid, you know, because mm-hmm. you show them that you care, show them that you really love them. Like, and, like, you know, to me, you put your job to the side. You know, you, you're a police officer, but that's not how you, like, you, you didn't come at us as a police officer. You know, you didn't threaten us with jail or any of that. You know, you, you were consistent. You showed us love. You showed us things that we never seen before, you know. Yeah. Like, for instance, one time you took us out to eat. And I think about this often. <laughs> and then, like, you know, it was a place that, you know, we never been. Good me and you with, you know, uh-huh. high prices. Right. Know? I don't know if you remember, you and uh, Jermaine were both there. Y'all seen us looking at the menu like, like we're trying to find the cheap stuff. Like, you know, where's the dollar menu? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then y'all, y'all we, we never said anything. We were just looking and y'all could see it. And that's when y'all learn, y'all learn y'all kids. And plus being a police officer, you know how to learn people, body language and all that stuff. Right. But y'all told us like, get what you want. Like, you know, that to me was just showing us like, you know, like you're not less, you know, mm-hmm. to deserve or have this. And one day you'll be able to afford it and do it for others. And like, that's what I got out of that. So with that question, you said, it's just like stuff like that. It's just show, show, show kids that, you know, stuff that they don't believe, you know? Yeah. Did you notice did, did you notice when you look back and think about those days, did you notice there was never, ever a time that we did not get together where food was not involved? Like, there was always food involved. <laughs> food is the key to a lot of people's heart. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't take it for granted that you had already ate or that you would eat, that kind of stuff. So if nothing else, it was a convenience store stop for some kind of food. We had to eat and drink and make sure that my kids always had something to eat because they're not going to they're not going to care. A lot of us wasn't eating either at home some days. Yeah. Like, I didn't know it, but yeah. I knew. But, you know, they, they look forward. They're going to look if nothing else. They don't look forward to being with me. They're going to look forward to at least getting this free meal. Right. You know, this kind of thing. So I never, ever get together without offering food and drink right. and, and that kind of thing. So we always had nothing about the menu deal. So all of this stuff you think was just kind of happenstance. We were kind of planning it the whole time. But, you know, at the meals, we, if you would have said, let me get the hamburger, we would have said no. If you'd have said, let me get the chicken, we would have said no. Get something that you would never, ever get on your normal every single day. Right. And, you, and it made it happen. So you had to order something that you've never tried before. Right. Right. That was the only deal. And so we would figure out a way to steer you toward something on the menu that we know you haven't tried or had. And, right. and, then, and then make sure you knew how to say it and how to order it. Right. And, and so we modeled what, what we wanted to do to see. We wanted to see us treating the, the restaurant staff with dignity and respect because right. we wanted you to treat them with dignity and respect. You know, so it wasn't so much as this is what you're going to learn today, boy. It was just, let's just model. Right. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's take them along with them just like we do with our kid and, and those kind of things. Is there anything else that you, another nugget of wisdom that you remember this was, this was happening? What, what I would call this, that consistency that you talked about, what I would call this under my rules is proximity. Is like I wanted to be close to you. Right. I wanted to see your response and reaction. And not only that is I made sure that we brought other kids and other personalities around you. Right. Like, so you didn't just have just me. Sometimes you had just me and sometimes you had just Jermaine. But sometimes there was just a group of us, a carload of us. Right. And, and that was on purpose, too, is because I wanted to see you engage with people your own age. And it wasn't always good, Kendrick. It was not always good. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. 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 I remember you told me something. You all, like you said, you always uh, made me realize things about myself that I didn't believe or just didn't see at all. And like, I remember you, I got in, got into an altercation in the, in the center mm-hmm. during movie night before movie night had started. And you used to tell me before, it's like, you know, other kids react off you, Kendrick. If yeah. you're having a bad day, you want to see other people have a bad day. If you're having a good day, everybody's good. And then that day when I got into that altercation, I seen exactly what you were saying. 
it was like almost two or three other fights that almost broke out in there. Mm-hmm. All because I was the first one that had got into an altercation with somebody. And like after you got me in the office and chewed me out, <laughs> I was like, man, I sat back and realized, like, man, he was not lying. Like, how does he know this? Like, man, this man got it like Yeah. No, I don't have a sixth sense. I yeah, just like, no, I don't I don't have any magical powers or anything. You would think you did. <laughs> but I don't know if this is the same incident, but there was one time we were we were doing some work in the center. And so this is what I mean by by always watching and being proximate. And you don't always have to jump on everything that they that people do. It has to be corrected. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna have time, I'm gonna have another shot at correcting a behavior. So here's what happened. We I don't know what we were doing at the center, Kedrick, and you and you might be able to tell me, but there was a uh, bag of chips that was in my office that was sitting on the counter. And I think it was there like on a Monday. And when you came back on Wednesday, it was there. And and you said, like, Sergeant Q, whose chips are these? And I said, I don't know. And he said, oh, OK. And you just took the chips and you ate the chips. No big deal. I said, note to self. He knows those weren't his chips and he knows I don't know whose chips those were. Right. And, and he just ate them. No big deal. The next Monday went by. You had some chips and a Gatorade. Did you sit on my desk somewhere? <laughs> Did you set this chips and Gatorade on my desk? And, and I didn't think nothing about it. But Lord and behold, by some point of the night, somebody took your Gatorade. Yep. You remember this? <laughs> yep. I, I, I was trying to remember, but I definitely remember now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Cancel Christmas. Yeah. Nobody's having a movie night tonight. Ain't nobody going to uh, shut this thing down because somebody drank my Gatorade. And they know it wasn't theirs. It was sitting on my mentor's desk. My mentor didn't steal it. Somebody stole my Gatorade and somebody's and it's going to be hell to pay. Right. And it, and, and it took everything to calm you down. I had to get you another Gatorade, all that kind of stuff, but it didn't matter because somebody stole from you. And that was the other Gatorade didn't even really fix it. So you, we, we made it through movie night and, and all that, that stuff. And then I knew, I just knew if I could just get him through movie night, if I could just get him in the car by himself, just him and I, this is going to be easily fixed. So I wasn't trying to correct. I was just trying to calm down and all that kind of stuff. So you're the last person I'm taking home that day. Right. And I go, Kendrick, remember those bag of chips that you ate two weeks ago? Whose were they? And you went, they were just sitting there. Nobody claimed them. I asked you who they were. I said, and I told you I didn't know. Right. You went, but I said, Kendrick, your Gatorade was just sitting there just like those chips. So whoever ate the Gatorade is the same amount of thief as you are when you ate those chips. Right. Changed everything, man. <laughs> I think he was about to cry that mm-hmm. day. <laughs> well, I listened. So, you know. Yeah, you remember this? Am I making this yeah, up? No, I'm you're not. not. You're not making it up at all. Yeah. I definitely remember this. <laughs> when you first started off, I like kind of like okay, like because we had we had a lot of lot of memories. Right, like said, right. This podcast can go all day, all day, <laughs> leading <laughs> into tomorrow. But, right, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I definitely remember that. I do because it was always whenever it was something going on with me, you always made sure like let me get everybody else home first. Yeah, I remember that vividly. You did it a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Drop me off last. Right, yeah. <laughs> if you get, yeah, if you got dropped off last, you were the one getting the, the, the talking to. That kind of thing. All right, I want to talk about, I want to talk about The, the Rock. And, 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 and we talked a little bit about this recently, but you, you had this, oh man, there's two things I want, to, I want you to share, but this one thing, this, this Rock. And so just kind of set it up for the mentors is I'm always trying to look for uh, a way to connect with the kids, even when I'm not around. And, and at the time I would get onto Kendrick because he's so smart. He was so, so smart and he would just blow up and he would do these things that would be speed like a, at a, le- at a, at a left field. Like he didn't even see it coming behavior wise. 
behavior wise. And I would, when I set him down and I'm truly getting on to him about his behavior or his choice of, 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 of action, his answer was, I just wasn't thinking. I just wasn't thinking. I don't know. I didn't even think about it. I don't know. I didn't even think about it. And I said, we've got to stop this. We've got we to gotta figure out a way to stop and think. So right. tell him about The Rock. Well, yeah, you gave me The Rock. I forgot. What no, situation. I didn't give it to you. I mean, I forgot what situation. It I don't to, know what situation. But you had me go find The Rock. <laughs> That's what it was. You had yeah. me go find The Rock. And then you told me that every, that rock was going to pretty much be my, my thinker. Yeah, you wrote on it. it. Made you write on both sides. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what I wrote on. Yeah, it was one side. Okay, so you go out. I tell you to go find a rock. Go right. find a rock that fits in your hand. Right. Right, that, that you can just put in your hand. Yep. And you go find the rock. I don't know where you find the rock, but out in the park somewhere. Yeah, about, yeah in the yeah. park. And, and you come back and you lay this rock on my desk and I give you a red Sharpie. <laughs> yeah. A red Sharpie. And I remember because Jermaine's thinking this is the stupidest thing. He doesn't know what I'm doing because I really don't know what I'm doing. But I said, write stop on one side of the rock. And you write yeah. stop on one side of the thing. And on the other side of the rock, I said, write think. Think, yep. That, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and you write think on the other side of the rock. And I said, now put that rock in your pocket and I better not ever catch you without that rock <laughs> in your pocket. <laughs> and I don't, I, don't, I don't know. It had to be several. Well, no, I remember you had that rock. You didn't carry it around, but you had that rock for a year, for a couple of years. Yeah, I had that rock for years. It's probably still in my grandma's house somewhere. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. She don't get rid of much stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that <laughs> rock. But, but I wanted, and it worked for a long time. Yeah. At least, at least what you, what you said. So talk about what, what that rock did for you. It made me stop and think. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, like, cause I would like, you know, be about to get in trouble or something. And I would remember the rock. Sometimes I would forget about it. But then like, Think about Q, you know, then I grabbed a rock, but yeah, it helped out in a lot of situations. That's why, you know, at times when I didn't, when I did blow up, I would feel like, for instance, with the teacher that day, mm. you know, the teacher, I didn't care too much about the rock because I felt like he was just completely being disrespectful to me. Yeah. And, you know, you came. Yeah. Yeah. We, they'll probably have to tell that story. And so there's a, there's a, there's a point in, in this relationship where when you love these kids, there's a lot of correction you do. Like, I'll just tell you what, what happened is he had a, he, him and a math teacher, it was a math teacher, got into a heated argument during class. And so they were going to suspend Kendrick because he was being so disrespectful to this teacher. Well, the principal calls me. And I think that's because Kendrick ordered it. He, he was said, don't call my parents. Don't call my mama. Don't call my grandma. Call Sergeant Q. Yeah. Uh, and because I had such a relationship with the school, they, they did that. They call me and I can hear you in the background. Like I, I could not believe what I was hearing in the background, the way you were yelling, screaming, the words you were saying, man, I, it just gives my, I'm boiling right now hearing it, right. uh, thinking about it. So I said, she was trying to run down the situation and I said, hold up. Is that him in the background? And she said, yes, that's him. And he's been going on like that for 20 minutes. I said, put him on the phone. She said, what? I said, put him on the phone. And the second you get on the phone, the adjustment was made. Like you weren't talking that way anymore. And I'm going, can you just remain like this till I get to the school? Like, give me 15 minutes to get to the right. school. Just, just stay like this for 15 minutes. Can you promise me that? And I guess you did. I guess you did. And so I walk in and you fired up again. Like you want to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> What was going on? Definitely. You can take over the story anytime you want to, because I'm just telling that the way I remember it. But oh, no, you're correct. Yeah, yeah. I think Sam's on point. Yeah. And so it's me, it's you, 
it's the principal and it's this math teacher in, in, the, in the room. The, I go, all right, tell me what happened. And so you start to, to tell me and I put my hand up. I just put my hand up to stop. And you stop. And I said, sir, can you tell me what happened? And the math teacher starts telling his, his side of the story. And you, he started to say something that you disagree with and you start to interrupt him and I put my hand up and you stop again. Right. And the principal is looking at me and the principal is looking at you and, and he finishes his story and I go, thank you, Kendrick, tell me what happened. And then you start to tell the story and there's one discrepancy between what he said and what you said. It's one discrepancy. Like, I don't remember what it was, but right. other than that, the stories were exactly the same. It, exactly the same. And, and, and I said, okay, Kendrick, you're wrong. This is what how it needs to be. Blah, 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 blah. He's the adult. Blah, blah, blah. This is going to be the remedy. The principal, are you okay with this remedy? The principal was okay with the remedy, whatever we came up with. Right. And it was all good. And then we get up to leave. <laughs> we get up to leave. And the, the, the math teacher says, wait, wait, stop. Do you, do you remember this? Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Tell me what saying. he said. If we, if we remember. It seemed like kind of, to me, it was kind of jealousy of you. Because mm-hmm. he's seeing how it was, you know, coming at him. And how you were easily able to, you know, control, control, I don't want to say it like that, but you know what I'm saying, control me, my anger, my temper. And I was respectful. But I remember what he said, like, he stopped us and was like, why can you be so respectful to him, but not me? Yeah. And yeah. I think I responded like, or no, he said, why, why, why do you talk to him that way, but talk to me in a different way? And I looked at him and was like, because I respect him. I don't respect you. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. Because, like, he was... He was totally different before you got there. Like how I was, he was being that same way in the classroom. I think he was accusing me of doing something that, that it wasn't me. And that was one of my big things too. If I didn't do it, don't blame me for it. Cause right. I was already getting in enough trouble on my own. And I right. took responsibility for most of the things that I did. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't going for that. Yeah. Well, here's, here's what, and I want to say to all you mentors, what, what happened here was a small deal, big, big to Kendrick really small to me, but here's why I feel like it was big. And, and I know it was big because our relationship now went to a whole nother level just because of this. And it was advocacy. It was having an adult come and respond to your issue on time, like showing up on time. Right. There was nothing that I was able to do. I didn't shield him from the consequence that they had. I didn't shield him for him. It, all it was, was somebody coming because of him. That, I think that's all it was. And now he knew that I would stand up to adults for him, right? That I would stand up to a system for him, and that and that I would call a spade a spade, like right is right, wrong is wrong, and I get onto him all the time when he's wrong. But I'm not gonna let an adult be wrong on his behalf either, right? Because not to interrupt you, you did you did get on him too. Oh yeah, I forgot what you said to him, <laughs> but you got on him too. Yeah. Oh yeah. About yeah. the way he was reacting. Oh yeah. To yeah. me, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's like that. Yeah, you're the adult. That's why I love you. That's why I love you. <laughs> I said, you know, you're the adult and don't you ever, 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 ever let a kid reduce you to a child. You're, you're the adult and, and you, he needs to be respected. He needs to be respected. Right. Right. And, and that, that, I don't know exactly how I said that. That's probably not as harsh as, right. as it may sound, but, but I, I said, you're the adult. I mean, we should, this, this should right. not happen. Right. right? And, and our, our relationship just went through the roof after that. Because, I mean, growing up in my house, like, no matter what, like you can't say nothing to an adult, and which is, which I understand, you know, when you're a child, you stay in a child's place, but it was like, even if an adult, I used to have family members drunk, coming to the house saying disrespectful stuff, or you know, just drunk, 
and then I could, you know, easily say something back, not even being disrespectful. You next thing you know, upside your head. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how we were raised. Like, right. you know, you can't say nothing. And for you to come, and you know, you got on me, but you also made sure he knew where he was wrong. And like, all right, I love that man because I've never, I never had that ever. Like, right. Right. That would have normally flew. I would have got, I would have just got tore up by grandma and that would have been that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, there's, there's a couple other things that I feel like is important. One more story. And we got 50 more stories, but one more story. And I want to kind of get, I learned, I learned a couple of lessons. Oh, maybe, maybe two, two more stories, but I learned a lesson with you, Kendrick. And I got to give you a lot of credit is you would, you would go along for about 30 days, 30 days, no problems going to school, making good grades. No, no, fights or gangbang stuff, none of that stuff. Coming to every meeting that we hosted at the, the center, all that kind of stuff for about 30 days. And around that point, you would just lose it. And Jermaine and I, which was my the sergeant partner of mine at the time, we could not figure it out. And so we started, and I would I know I would come in and and chastise you, flush at you, you know, probably made you write sentences or stuff, you know, a lot of times or whatever. There was a, there was a consequence, you know, whatever. But then it, it started making, that stopped making sense. I start asking you about a particular time, like, finally, why did you, why, you got this probation, like you got, you got this probation thing over your head. Like you were, and, and you might want to tell this story a little bit because I give a little background, but before I met you, you and some friends were arrested. The house was raided that you were, that you were in. Oh yeah. 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 And this is before I met you. Right. And this was before that day you got drunk, but yeah. I know the incident now because I looked it up and you told me and all that kind of stuff. But before this, I was always saying, man, what is wrong with you, Kendrick? What is wrong with you? So smart. You're so smart. Talk about what happened to you that day. Well, of course, you know, my mom, she sold drugs. So, you know, some days I would skip school and go in the drug drug house with her. Either just sit there and smoke or, you know, sell drugs myself. But that particular day, I was actually going to go pick up money from my mom. But we, I sat in there, and you know, within a split second, you know, the house was raided. You know, I actually got I got stomped on, you know, guns put in my face, all those things. And then, you know, me and my friends that were in there, we got arrested. My mom did as well. But you know, we got out the same night. Of course, we're juveniles, so they they let us out the same night. But then my mom, you know, she took all the charges. And then once I found out what all the charges was. Like, I know, even at that young age, I know that these type of charges, I might not see my mom until I'm a grown man. Probably mm-hmm. not see her ever again, only between, you know, at a table or a, a window, you know, visiting her in prison. So that that right there was really took a toll on me. And you know, I went to school drunk, started drinking. Like, and it still, it still kind of hurt thinking about it because, I mean, my mom went through a lot. I watched her get beat on, all kind of stuff. Like, and I always kind of wanted to blame her for some of the things I was going through, but I just never had it in me to do that because that's my mom and I love her. Mm-hmm. I know she did some stuff because she was probably lost too just because her age said she was grown. I mean, she was fully there mm-hmm. mentally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that right there, I, that was, that's why, that's where the turning point in my life started because that would, if that would have never happened, I would probably wouldn't have met you. Like, so I'm, I'm thankful for a lot of the negative stuff that happened in my life because, you know, it brought you in my life and things after that that I got in trouble for, it still saved my life. I don't regret none of this stuff. Like that. I mean, I could have made a better choice, but I don't regret it because it put me in a position that I am now. So, well, well, I'm glad. Thanks for sharing that. But uh, what that taught me as a mentor was this. I was always asking you, what was wrong with you? Right. What is what's wrong with you? Why did you make that decision? Why did you make that decision? Why did you make that decision? 
why did you go left? You were going so good. Why'd you go left? And it wasn't to that point when I looked at your background and looked up that story and had you tell me that story that I began to ask, maybe the question is not what's wrong with Kendrick. Maybe I should have been asking what happened to Kendrick. Right. And because every single time you went left corresponded with a court date with your, with your mother. Right. It could have been that day. You didn't know as a 14 year old, 15 year old, if that court date meant that she wasn't coming back right. home or if this was going to be probation, if this was going to be prison, right. all that kind of stuff. And so from that point on, I took a point in getting to know your mom and, and trying to figure, figure that, figure that whole thing out. Uh, and I don't do parents. Like I do not like parents. And for the, and, and the reason I didn't want to be involved with your mother is because she had all those issues. Right. And I'm not equipped to deal with that. I want to deal with Kendrick. I don't want to deal with her adult issues and right. her adult cases. But if I'm going to help Kendrick, on day 28, 29, when this next court date is, I got to kind of know a little bit about right. her. And, and so I did. And we became like friends. Like right. me and your mom became friends a little bit. And I just lost touch with her. And, right. and I don't know why, you right. know, I lost touch with her now. But you know, it's crazy about that. That's something I wanted to say too about our relationship. That's what made me like love and respect you even more because my mom, she called me, you know, from prison and talked to me like, yeah, I just met like three of your mentors. They came and talked to me. He said, two were, two were kind of harsh, you know? And that, she was like, but you showed her so much respect and love. Because I, I, I almost wanted to get mad when I first heard it. But she was like, cute, cute. But he, he was respectful. You know, he, he talked to me like, she told me she, you know, she started crying or whatever. But like, man, I was like, man, I love this dude, man. Like, that's Superman for real. Like, because like, you know, I know you being a police officer. And then I know you didn't like the fact that, you know, I was putting those positions in. I mean, she allowed it, you know? Mm -hmm. I hated it. Yeah, and, and you still, you know, went and talked to my mom and respected her. And, you know, I, I like to say that you helped change her life and save it as, as well as you did mine. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I will not forget is I hold a, this was years later. You right. graduated, you've graduated from high school. You're doing your grown man thing. And last I talked to her, she was on her way to prison. You know, took that ankle monitor off when yeah. she first got out. And y'all were the ones who helped her get out, actually, the yeah. first time. Yeah. yeah. Took the ankle monitor off and left. Yeah. She, she, yeah. So she blew that, I think. Right. And then, but whatever. Got sent back to prison. <laughs> got sent back to prison. And that was last, uh, last I heard from her until this day. I'm doing a youth panel. Right. And in this youth panel, they bring in four, five, six incarcerated women that were on their way out to tell their story. Right. And so I'm, I'm emceeing this, this deal. And it's 40, 50 kids in there and they're asking questions. And I'm not really paying attention to the women because the story, I just want their stories. And as they pass the microphone down and they're introducing themselves, she introduces herself and it gets my attention. And she points to me and says, this man saved me and my son's life. And we lost it. <laughs> I just lost it to saying that's her. Yeah, That's her. And so she gets out and she's, she's doing her thing and hearing her over the phone, call me when she's concerned about you and your brother. Right. And the, the tone of her voice, the texture of her voice, the things that she, she said completely changed. And here's what it was. She found Jesus. She really has a relationship with Jesus Christ. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. And, and it's all in, it's all in the way it just completely changed her, the directory of, of her life. Right. And so I thank I thank God for, for, for that. I also have to apologize for this, as a mentor and a police officer, I really thought it was really, really important for my job to not bring my faith into my mentoring. Right. Huge mistake. <laughs> Huge mistake. I firmly believe that if I would have 
taking not just the opportunity to build character, but the opportunity to build faith right. in you and the kids to witness what God has done for me, that things may not have gone so slowly. Progress would not have gone so slowly. So I'll change that. So when people ask me how I do it, I always point to my Jesus. <laughs> right. Now, I know when you go like he's Superman, like I'm pointing to like I'm pointing to Jesus. Y'all have no idea how much I prayed for you. You have no idea how much me and my wife talked about you, planned for you, took took your situations to church with us in small groups and, and shared that story. So you're, so although I didn't share my faith because I didn't want to mess up the job, I didn't want to make it look like I was some kind of youth pastor. I'm right. a policeman. But the, the reality was there were people praying for you the whole time, bro. <laughs> the whole time. He's, he gets all the glory in, in this in this story. That's what's up. That's <laughs> yeah. what's up. I'm not a rapper. He gets all the glory in this story. Hey, all right. Okay. That's right. Hey, man. So we've been talking for a little bit. I mean, I really appreciate it and I love the man that you become. But tell us about your, your kids now. Oh, my kids. Well, I have a junior. eight-year-old, Kendrick Jr., five-year-old, that's Kalia, and I have a one-year-old, Zuri. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, those are love of my life. Like that's that's my main job besides making money to take care of them. That's my <laughs> job. Is now my son just recently got into baseball and partially coach and I run the mentoring for the baseball team. We have mentoring sessions. Like it's mandatory. Right. Like that's all we really ask is the parents bring them to the mentoring, give us their report cards every time they get report cards, and you know make sure they show up at practice. That's you the know? that's the that's the dream. Every mentor wants to produce another mentor. Every leader produces leaders. Right. Oh. And so. That that's that's what makes me feel so good is to see that you 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 have become the man that I knew that you that you can become the father that I knew that you would be, right? The 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 thing that the, the one story that that you were so scared of, you were so scared. Oh man, should we tell the should we tell the 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 story about the college trip? Oh, you go right ahead. You gotta I tell that no story. Problem. Yeah, you gotta tell that story. But <laughs> <laughs> but there was. Oh man! Oh, okay, I'll, I'll tell it fast, and you can just fill in the blanks. Okay, I'll tell it fast because I, I want. All right, so I I have an opportunity to send a bunch of kids, including my son, on a black college tour. I wanted to introduce them to college. Back then, I thought success as a mentor was getting kids to go to college. I've since kind of changed that, but that's a whole other episode. But I love it when they go to college, and so send you all on a, on all the HBCUs in the South and all the way to Atlanta, and, and coming back, and it's a bus tour, and y'all stopping at all the civil rights stops, and it's got a historic, and it's great. We the police department comes up with the money, they pay for all these kids, and, and Kendrick somewhere along the line, I don't know how you got it, don't even care. I'm curious now, but anyway, where it gets caught smoking weed in the hotel room, right. and they call me up and they said. We sending him back. Like, how you sending him back? Like, we putting him on a plane. <laughs> we sending him back. He I'm cannot scared. be here. And I'm like, <laughs> he's never been in an airport. He's no, don't do. Okay, I understand. Yes, the, whatever less friction. I don't want to cause any problems. Send him back. So we pick you up in the airport that, that day at our airport, and I am, I, I am livid. I am, I am upset. And Jermaine is upset. And you come walking through the airport. I never forget with this hoodie on and you got the hoodie over your head and the strings pull tight like you can you probably can't even hardly see you can barely see your face on how right. tight you got this thing and i grab your bag i don't even let you grab the bag i grab your bag off the conveyor belt and we sling it in the gun and we're not talking we're not talking like we know all of this has gone down and we get into the uh van and we probably go about a mile and i'm looking you're sniffing i, I can see crying. your faces right you're crying I was crying before y'all got into yeah, the airport. <laughs> yeah. And and then 
I, I just take that hood off your face. I want to see your face. You take the hood off the face right. and you're just red and crying and sniffling. And I ask you, what is, why are you crying? What is wrong with you? What, what, what's, what's all these tears about? You remember what you say? What you thought was going to happen? I thought that I was getting kicked out of a mentoring program and that y'all wasn't going to deal, deal with me anymore. Yeah. And that was like, and I was also, I was, I was, I was mad. I let y'all down. And that, that hurt. It still does. I, I don't, I like the story, but I mean, I don't talk about it much. Like, I can talk about it with you easily, but man, that right there, I think about that often. And it's still, I still be like, man, I was a fool. Like, y'all went out your way from me. And I never experienced nothing like that in my life. And I ruined it. I mean, Michi even, your son, he even, he exploded on me <laughs> in the hotel room when yeah. he found out what was going on. So, but yeah, man, I just really, I thought I was losing something that I never had before. And that right there was just, just the thought of that was devastating to me. Yeah. Now, what, but I told you, I told you then, I don't know if you heard it and I'm telling it to you now in front of the whole world is I know now that God loves me and there ain't nothing I can do about it. And my right. job, my job as a mentor is to love those kids and to let them know there ain't nothing you can do about it. Right. And, and so, yes, I'm a, I was annoyed. Yes, I was frustrated. Yes, yeah. I was mad and pissed off and all that kind of stuff. But to think that your behavior, your behavior, something, something that you did is going to separate you from me, that's, yeah. that's backwards thinking, bro. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. <laughs> that, that was all that was on my mind. I, I really went, like, I'm like, you know, the, the smoking weed, like, you know, we'll get that handled and figure it out. You know, yeah. you did. I had to start taking drug tests every time <laughs> I came to the center. Right. So, but like, yeah, like it was, that was the only thing really on my mind is like, man, I let them down and now they just about to, they're going to toss me to the side. Yeah. Like, there's no hope for me. Like, <laughs> man, cause I always had, like, I'll always be doing something good and that, like, I always found a way to mess something up and I hated that about myself. Like, Man, I hate it because it happened multiple times dealing with y'all and just in other situations in life. I just started thinking, like, is this just the person I am? Am I a mess up? Is this is this me? Yeah. Because I was starting to accept that, okay, this is just probably me. Yeah. But because you were right there, I've never just fully accepted that. Yeah. No, bro. <laughs> no. You, you always get another chance and another chance and another chance. Our God is a God of second and third and fourth and fifth and 25th and 35th and 900 chances right and so we just got to keep trying got to keep showing up we got to keep digging in Ladies and gentlemen, this is my friend Kendrick. He is going to be a master mentor. As you can see, he is mentoring now, which is like a feather in my cap. Like I can, like I'm good now knowing that he is out there passing on his experience to young people trying to make them better men and better women. So if there's nothing else you can get from this, I knew nothing what I was doing when Kendrick came into my life and I learned so much through it. So take this with you. You can mentor. <laughs>